We are I. Good morning, everybody. Wednesday, halfway through the week. Now, something that has been on my mind for a long time, you know, but it's becoming more prevalent right now in real time than ever, and is when we allow too much of our personal convictions to be able to enter into, you know, an, an arena, a situation that, that affect other people. You know, when we, when we lose the ability to be able to subjectively and objectively look at what's going on around us and make a sound decision. Now, I say this because in Canada, whether you want to believe it or not, we are at an incredibly big crux. Our prime minister hates unvaccinated people so much. He's willing to be able to persecute himself in public opinion from around the world. He's become a laughing stock to people around the world as now an example. Like there's a professor in New Zealand who teaches totalitarianism and how to avoid it, to recognize what totalitarianism is and how to avoid it. And is using Justin Trudeau right now as an example of a living, breathing, today time totalitarian dictatorship in Western culture. Now, I say that in contrast, and there's countless examples like that now in Canada. A lot of of the government officials are starting to be able to have relief on that pressure. Like you see it in Ontario. You see it in BC. They're the fence sitters. Manitoba's like a ghost and Alberta and Saskatchewan are just like pound fucking sand. And then you have Quebec that's just this extremist fascist party that is just mind-blowing how deep the rabbit hole Quebec is in. You know, but then I look at all this and I'm like, am I just seeing what I want to see in this? Am I objectively or subjectively looking at this situation? Like, let's look what's happening at other places around the world. Now, I follow Al Jazeera news because you're getting a little bit more of a world view and not sculpted to be able to suit Canadians. And when you see that the European Union and a lot of European um, international companies and organizations have said, getting booster shots, you know, ruin it. It doesn't ruin your immune system, but it it makes your immune system weak. Now, Dr. Robert Malone was just on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he said this exact same thing. And now there's been attack articles come out that say that that was fact-checked and it was wrong. Well, how is it wrong when multiple other EU organizations are coming out with the same thing? This is the problem with where we live. We've got trapped in this bubble and most people don't realize what it's like around the world. So I was like, 
what was the attendance at the Raiders Chargers game? Because, you know, it was packed. And not all those people are double, triple vaccinated. I know this because it's not mandatory in a lot of the states that the NFL plays in. So I posted it on my Instagram this morning. Like the average attendance at an NFL game in 2021, the whole season, was like 80,000. Like you can look at it. There were some games where there was 100,000 people. 90s and 80s and 70s. Like it's, there was tens of thousands of people in a stadium. And here in BC, our children are not allowed to go to school. Now you have psychologists and doctors, virologists and epidemiologists now petitioning the Ontario government saying you, what you're doing is socially and academically harming our children by doing this. More people standing up saying, get us out of this bubble. <clears throat> you have DeSantis in Florida, which I also posted on my Instagram reels, goes in front of the state Senate. And he gives this great speech about how they are the backbone of freedom in the United States and have been through this whole pandemic. And they will not give in to big pharma. And look how good they've done. Their economy is thriving. They've handled it well. They've reported their numbers accurately. They have given citizens and organizations and businesses the tools that they need to be able to come out of this on top. And when you have Democrats and Republicans stand up and applaud him multiple times in a three or four minute speech, standing ovations 20, 30 seconds long, multiple times, you can't tell me that what he's doing is wrong. Because you have both sides of the parties coming together. This is what it's like to live in other places besides here and besides in Canada, where we've taken this ultra-fascist totalitarian rule and made it normal life. We have to break out. When you have our prime minister challenging the trucking industry and fifteen to 16,000 truck drivers are willing to walk off the job this Saturday, January 15th, because they do not want to be vaccinated. And you are going to play chicken with the people who feed your country. What you're doing is wrong. That affects us as citizens. You want to sit up there and you want to sit in your $38 million mansion where you probably, when was the last time you were even at a grocery store, Justin Trudeau, versus you just get a report saying the shelves are getting empty. But do you know what that feels like as a citizen when you walk in and there's no food? <clears throat> On the shelves, and you see people with shopping carts full, and you have a family, and then all of a sudden you have this like primordial need to be able to go take what you can to be able to survive. Like, do you even know what that feels like? Born into a life of privilege, I guarantee that you don't. But what you want to do is you want to promote hate and hate speech across Canada, vilifying the unvaccinated people when it is well known in all of our province that over 50, 60, 70% of the people who are in hospital are people who are vaccinated either two, three, or once. The percentages are there. The numbers are there. You have to be willing to see them. But this is only what it's like in Canada. This is what it's like in B.C., 
We need more people to just Google, like Google the streets of Florida at night. You have five-year-olds to 80-year-olds walking around with no masks. You have no vaccine mandates. You have no vaccine passports. You have no disruption in life. That's what it's like. That's what it could be like here. But we have too much government oversight, too much government intervention. Then you have a conservative MP that goes on CPAC and says that the Canadian government has been spying on 33 million Canadians. 87%, 87% of Canadians have been illegally tracked in their daily movements by the federal government. And now there's an investigation being launched by the Ethics Committee. Because this was all done behind Canadian Parliament's back. There was no parliamentary interjection. And there was no willingness to be able to forfeit this by the Canadian population. We know this. When are we willing to be able to see what is right in front of us? When are you willing to get angry enough that you're not going to keep buying into this system? Because you can realize how we can be living. This has nothing to do with COVID anymore. Not when you have all these doctors and scientists and politicians and everybody starting to climb on board because they're just like, wow, how did we get this far this fast? You can be one of them. You can be one of them that decides to change the narrative today or tomorrow, but we have to start doing it soon because you know what's going to happen next is all of our health ministers and our premiers and everybody is just going to start patting themselves on the back like we got ourselves out of this. No, you didn't. You fucked with shit long enough that you were willing just to give up on the narrative. And this could have changed years ago now. And thank God that there's somebody like Scott Moe, the premier of Saskatchewan. I would have never even known his name except for he decided to stand up against this. And in December, make it very publicly known that he's not going to buy into this. And hopefully it gives Jason Kenney a little bit extra balls, not to flip-flop like what he does routinely all the time. But as long as all of us from Manitoba West don't end up like what's happening in Quebec right now, where you want to start taxing people for different levels of health care based on your vaccination status, Well, how about me who's literally gone to the doctor now five times in the last 20 years and only because I've had to because of COVID shit to get my exemption, right? I never even would have gone to those five. I could easily have gone 30 years with never going to the doctor and I'm unvaccinated and you want to call me a burden on the healthcare system. Wow. But I can smoke and drink and be obese until I need such dependence on the healthcare system that I can cripple our federal budget because of it. It's time that we start looking at our lives, Canadians. When are we starting, when are we going to wake up? Not in just regards to COVID, but by how we let all these things happen because we're air quotes too nice. Well, you know what? Grab some fucking balls. We need our lives back. We need them back yesterday. Not for us. Robert Malone made a great point. This is for our kids and our grandkids. What are we willing to leave them? 
And if that doesn't make it a priority to you, I don't know what will.